Welcome to Free Meditation TV. My name's Andrew, and this is Oksana. Good evening. Today we will talk about the right channel within us. It's called Pingalanadi in Sanskrit language. The right channel is the channel that we use for all of our energetic purposes, such as thinking, planning, and working. Um, usually there are three types of people. There are people on the left side, emotional people. Then there are people on the right side, futuristic, mental, physical channel, the um, futuristic people. And then there are people in the center. So right-sided people, they're very energetic. They think they're very hard workers. But for people that have too much attention on the right side, they might have some problem with, problems with this channel. So what happens when you're on the right side, and, and I know about that firsthand, is that you overuse the natural energy of your body. So thinking about, we've talked about the center channel two weeks ago and the left channel last week, that each channel has energy that you can draw upon, almost like your batteries throughout the day. The right side then, the batteries we use is for our thinking and planning. And when we use those, and we use them frequently, Things work out well for us. Those are people known as go-getters or CEOs of companies or people that are very reliable and dependable. But on the other hand, if you keep using it and going to that well and non-stop thinking and planning, you can burn yourself out. Um, what happens when people go too much on the right side? It starts with, uh, we could say, with our right Svadishtan. We start planning, we start thinking. Then this uh, attention goes to right nabi and right nabi we become a little more irritable then it goes to our vishuddhi and the vishuddhi the quality of vishuddhi sweetness diplomacy so we become a little loud we start to dominate people uh, with our voice then it crosses agya chakra and it goes in this big balloon here that's called ego and then our ego develops. We feel that, okay, we're doing everything. The world will not spin without our participation. We're very important. And when this balloon bursts for some reason, when the ego becomes a little bit uh, suppressed, then what happens? It presses on the left Vishuddhi, and then we feel guilty. Why did we do that? We shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. And next day, it starts all over again. That's the trap of, we could say, right-sided people. It's something that happens as to us all at certain points of our life. We get that self-importance, as Oksana said, and we keep building up all these things about ourselves, and then we go into a little bit of la-la land, and then eventually the, the balloon gets burst, or Humpty Dumpty falls from the wall and has a great fall. So the good news is through meditation is you can balance these things that you have in your life when you're getting too up and too uh, self-important and when you're getting too down and we can talk now a little bit about what are the things we can do when we start feeling ourselves getting too self-important or thinking too much how can we kind of come back down to earth the good thing with the right channel is that from the right channel we could jump to the central channel the channel of our evolution how can we do that we try to watch and not get attached to our actions. Just whatever we do, we do for fun. We watch. And this, in this witness state, we become, whenever we need to use our left channel or right channel, we become master of these energies. 
Also, Kundalini, when it rises, she rises on the central channel. So, automatically, you are placed at the time of realization, you are placed on the, le on the central channel. Then you could use your right and left channel as you want. There are some practical things we could do when we have, when we overwork. And it happens with everybody, right channel. And this is what we call ice pack. So, we get a little ice pack and put on our liver. And you would be surprised when we do that, our thought process becomes slower and we, can, we are able to get in the present. So essentially, we want to slow down our thought process. Putting ice right here on the liver will really help with that. Don't put it on too long and don't put it right on the skin or it can discolor your skin. Put it on a cloth or wrap it in a towel. Uh, 15 minutes will do the trick. You want to cool yourself off. A second thing you can do is you can actually take the energy from the left side of your body, bring it over your head and down the right side. So that is a very good thing and you can actually feel in your hands this happening. The more you meditate, you're going to feel it tangibly in your hands. So when you put out your hands, you can tell right now, am I feeling all this heat in my right hand or my left hand? And if you were feeling a lot of heat in your right hand and you overheated the right side, that's why you bring the energy up the left and down the right. A good one if you're starting to feel too self-important or too indispensable and no one else can live without you, a good thing is just to laugh at yourself. Uh, that always helps to snap out of it and bring you back to reality a bit. Yeah, and that happens when you are in the central channel because you could see, you could actually see your ego and superego and the play of the ego and you just think, oh, that's too much. Also, when you're in the state of thoughtless awareness, you have no thoughts and you have you are in control of your thoughts and emotions that's how also you could control your right side just watch it so if you're having a bit of a right side and a big work day today let's all cool off we'll listen to a talk of Srimadji and after that we'll meditate now this power right side power is expressed within us as right sympathetic nervous system Science has gone from the same. Science is in the growth, these are all subtle things that are within us. Now this right side power which exists within us gives us the power for our mental and physical capacity to act. Now this action takes place when we desire something, we want to implement that desire, then we go into action. One has to understand what sort of a power is this. This power is called as prana shakti in Sanskrit, prana. And the another one, the left one, as Manashakti, is the power of the emotions or can say of the mind. But you see, English language is not so clear cut about it. So I would say Manashakti and Pranashakti, these are the two powers that exist within us. And we start using them as left and right, uh, we can say, like a brake and an accelerator, and then we become the master of driving. But while becoming that, we make mistakes. The human mind has a speciality to go to extremes. Supposing I tell somebody, now you have to meditate. They'll meditate for five hours. There is no need to meditate for five hours or anything. But if you tell them that you have to stand on your head, they'll do it for ten hours. So there is no need to go to extremes. We have to be just in the center, be kind to our body, be kind to ourselves. There's nothing to be frantic about. There's nothing to be so much exasperated about it. It's just very simple thing that has to happen. For example, think of a seed which is sown in a very 
loud music or say a place where everybody is rushing, shouting, screaming. What will happen? That seed will never sprout. If it is in a peaceful place, is a properly placed one or not in a tilted uh, pot, then it will definitely develop into a beautiful uh, tree or a beautiful shrub, whatever it, is, it has to develop into. In the same way, if we are too much on the extremes, we go to the left and to the right. Now going to the left, I told you yesterday what happens, that all these things like hypnosis and EESPs and most uh, of these gurus try these tricks, you see, like they just uh, make you hypnotized and people become absolutely mad over the guru, oh, he's our guru and they behave just like absolutely people without any brains. Oh, I feel nice with it. The reason is that you feel there's a sort of a sense of security built in this gentleman and uh, if I am following him, see he is going to heaven and I am going with him to heaven. It doesn't happen like that. You have to individually go into heaven yourself and you have to become your own guru and you have to know everything about it. It's not that anybody can uh, put a uh, trailer behind and put some people into it and say, now come along, I am going to heaven. Most of these people are really going to hell and you will follow them very fast. So it is never so, believe me, that anybody who says that following a certain guru will go to heaven is absolutely wrong. You must follow in the principle and every guru who is a real guru will always tell you, will always tell you that you have to become something. He will never just say, all right, you have given me the money, all right, you are the member, now you are my child, now you are my disciple and I give you my love, let's have love. Where is the love? And give more money, give me Rolls Royces, give me this, give me that. And like mad we are doing it thinking that we can exchange this. Now, as we are seekers, we have every right to find our spirits. And we are not to be deluded by any such tricks and pranks of these people or I would say very sinister methods that they are employing. Not only to deceive you for money. I don't mind there are smugglers, let them have money what they want to have. But they spoil your chances of realization which you do not realize. And once they are spoiled, it's very difficult to do realization. And if you do not really positively work it out, it's going to be an impossible situation. I've seen people who have suffered on account of this. Now this action within us acts for our mental and physical capacities on the right hand side. Like we think of the future, now we are planning, we start, it's planning. Now we must do this tomorrow or day after tomorrow, we have to do it and we start sitting. Now I'll go there and I'll find this and then I'll take a ticket and then I'll go there. I mean, our mind is working for the future. So much so we become, we become absolutely futuristic. To such an extent sometimes I've met people who are futuristic, they even forget their own names. Can you believe it? I mean, they don't even remember their father's name, that's all right, but even their own names they forget. I mean, they are like mad <coughs> because they don't remember their own names and they don't know uh, where are they, what are they doing. I have met people of that type who are really sick people because they have become so futuristic now that they do not know anything about their past. Now, this futuristic behavior starts in a society where people always think of the future. What will I do? What, uh, what am I to do tomorrow, what am I to achieve tomorrow and all these things when they start doing, their attention goes to the right extreme. 
Now in this place we are very dangerously placed, very dangerously placed when we start looking for the future. And the future uh, seeing is a imaginary stuff, is absolutely imaginary. Because what you think of the future doesn't exist. What exists is the present. You have to be in the present, not in the future. But people will say you have to be in the, in the present. But how? We cannot. Either we are in the past or in the future. Because when the thought wave rises, it comes up and goes down. Another thought wave rises, goes up and comes down. Now, this thought wave which comes up, we go with it, but we don't see it's going down. Another thought wave that rises, we, we see that, but we don't see where it goes out. And so we are jumping on the cusp of these thoughts and we do not know. Perhaps we are in the past or perhaps with the future. But in the center of these two thoughts, there is the present. And we don't know how to take our attention there, which is a very difficult thing. And just to say that you should be in the center is not possible. All these things, you should do this, you should do that, is not going to work out unless and until there is light. For example, there is no light in this room. And you say, walk straight. You cannot walk because you can't see where is the passage, how to walk. Even if you order to whatever you please, you cannot just walk straight without touching any of these chairs because there is no light, you can't see. So one has to understand that in the futuristic life when we live, when we plan too much for the future, actually what we are doing, we are living in an imaginary world. Uh, we have many stories of people who lived in imaginary worlds and how they found that everything was destroyed. And there are people who work it out through their physical efforts and when they go into their physical efforts, they create another problem for them because they just become physically oriented. And if you are just physically oriented, the spirit gets angry. So the right side is for the people who are very meticulous, you see what you can call the people who are very particular about the time, and who are very uh, firm about things, who are very dry people and who are very straight and they won't tolerate any nonsense, that sort of people you see that you find normally and that sort of people become a headache and they are very boring. You can't just bear their company, they can be very boring people. And they give you big lectures about how to be straightforward and how to walk straight, absolutely. In the nature, nothing is straight. It all moves so beautifully because the nature is created out of varieties. And variety brings the beauty. They don't think of beauty, they don't think of love or compassion, nothing. For them it is a very meticulous world and that's how they live. Such people are developing a big ego within themselves as you see there. Yellow stuff in the head called as ego. Let me show. By the action of the left side, emotional side, we develop a super ego, but by the action of the right side, we develop an ego. Now, this ego is not easy to be seen because if you have a super ego, you have pains in the body, you are a miserable person, you have wrinkles on the face, and you look absolutely worn out. But if you have ego, then it will look so dynamic. We can say that Hitler was the extreme of this ego business. 
and he got into his head that he is some sort of a uh, God <coughs> incarnation and that he has to save the people and he was the one uh, who knows about races and everything and he is supposed to save some place. This kind of idea comes from these people who are right-sided. They are very aggressive, they may be very good uh, to talk to, they may be very humble to look at, uh, could be very good businessmen, could be anything, but they do not know that they have this Mr. Ego coming up on their heads just like a big balloon and they are floating in the air. The end of ego is stupidity, you will be surprised. The end of ego is stupidity. Welcome back. Now we'll meditate together. When you meditate, it's a spontaneous process. You don't have to do anything. You just take your right hand and raise a few times. You raise your kundalini on the top of your head. When you raise it, you might feel as it moving up in your body. You could feel cool on your hand. And at the top of your head, you might feel cool on the top of your head. Then it means that you are in Sahasrara in the last center. So just sit straight, you could watch the mu uh, video or you could close your eyes and just listen to the music. See you back.
Welcome back, everyone. Hope you had a nice meditation. And now we can uh, answer some of your questions. So please, uh, you can type in a questions in the YouTube comment box. And uh, let's have some questions. Question one. How do I know when I am balanced? That's an easy question. If you're balanced or if you're in the central channel, you will feel cool breeze on both hands. On the left and right hand, you will feel cool breeze. That means you're balanced. Also, you would feel cool breeze coming from the top of your head. That's a very good state to be in. One other way of thinking that you're balanced is everything is just going right. You're kind of witnessing the moment. So what's going on in your life in that moment? You're not really having to think that hard to get the right answer. Things are falling into place for you. Do we have another question? Yes, next question. What does it mean when I feel heat in both hands? Okay. When you feel heat, the good thing, it means that your Kundalini is awakened and uh, she shows you that there is some disbalance in the system. And, um, well, it's not the bad thing, it's a transitionary thing, is that you'll have to eventually come to the point where you feel cool on both hands. It will take some time. Be patient with yourself. It takes time. It took me six months to feel cool in my hands. I didn't feel heat in my hands, but it took me a long time to feel anything. And essentially, Oksana said that the Kundalini, when it rises, it, fri it rises almost like a fire, and it's burning, burning, burning off all the stress inside your central nervous system. So, of course, when it's burning off all these things, until it's really cleared out the top of your head and your hands and your feet, um, you're going to feel quite warm. It's trying to take out all of your stresses you've collected. Do we have another question? At this time, last question. I had believed that having an ego is a good trait that implies confidence. Um, well, that's how it starts. It starts, oh, that person's very confident. They've got everything well put together. But what happens is it doesn't end there. So it starts off, you know, maybe you were a little bit left side. Maybe you're feeling a little self-esteem problem and you had a little success and you brought yourself out of the left side and you got that confidence you get into the center and balanced when you keep going down that road of uh, thinking highly of yourself you move from left to the center and to the right and then as we talked about in the episode today <laughs> when you start thinking more and more highly of yourself uh, you go into your own reality I kinda call that you're in your own love bubble and uh, you're, you're kind of out of place and out of the reality of other people's perception about you. So that's why it could be good to have confidence in yourself and a little ego if you're feeling you know, a little down on yourself and going from left to center. But the name of the game in meditation in life is that balance, is that am I going too far over? Am I overconfident or am I underconfident? So I hope that answered the question. There is another way we could look at it is that this ego and superego, they're like two balloons, and they cover the fontanelle bone arrow, they cover Sahasrara. So to get through our Agya Chakra, they have to go down. Ego and superego have to go down. So if ego is overactive, it means that the left side of our brain is overactive, 
Um, there, there is supposed to be this spot between ego and superior in the Agya Chakra where Kundalini could rise. So in Kundalini will be pushing, 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 and you might have tensions. You might have problems that you cannot fall asleep. Um, so too much of ego is not a good thing. And also think about it. If you're in the center, then you could control. When you think, you could think. If you don't want to think, you might not think. And also sometimes the thinking process, it goes on and on and on, thinking about silly things, you cannot switch it off. So ability to switch off on demand, it's the power of the central channel. Okay, we have no more questions for today. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our show. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and if you have any questions whatsoever or suggestions, please send us an email. We'll be more than happy to get back to you.